Hello, Podlers. Thank you very much indeed for downloading the podcast. Coming up on the show, well, we met quite the character in the shape of Adam. I like, I, like catch, I like catching them, but I don't like eating them. So I'll send one up to you at Absolute Radio, no problem. Believe me when I say there is lots more from Adam to come. Enjoy the show. Prepare yourselves. We liked his voice so much, we put it in a podcast. It's the Dave Berry Breakfast Show podcast. Absolute Radio. Good morning. You're listening to the Dave Berry Breakfast Show on Absolute Radio, where every Thursday I ask if you're in a good mood or a bad mood. Well, of course, it all came down to the final round of fixtures in the championship. Charlton Athletic, well, and of course, Matt Dyson's Nottingham Forest. I mean, we needed Derby to beat Birmingham, Middlesbrough to lose. We needed Barnsley's players to collectively be hit by a strange desire to become... Buddhist monks and move to the foothills of Tibet. <laughs> we needed Luton to spontaneously combust. We were hoping there'd be a full moon. How did it go? Good mood, bad mood. We're getting into it next. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute Radio. It's Thursday morning where, of course, we're gauging the mood of the nation in good mood, bad mood and why. Get in touch, Dave, at absoluteradio.co.uk. Well, Matt Dyson and I, we are in bad, bad mood. <laughs> oh, dear. Wow. Like, do you know, let, let's, let, let me just play a blast of this music for us both. Here we go. On the river where um, Charlton Athletic Football Club are relegated back to League One. Inexplicably, the capitulation of Nottingham Forest is something something worthy of Sunderland till I die. My it was a dramatic uh, collapse, the like of which I've never seen. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen anything quite that bad. What the did you? Five, uh, uh, oh, oh, yeah, how, how, what was the goal difference going five. into the games? Was it well, like? Six or something. You had to just yeah. It was not- like a five. It was like a five-goal swing. So we had to <laughs> lose at home to Stoke by two or three goals. Swansea had to win away at Reading by two or three goals. With about seventy minutes gone, it was one all. We were one all at home to Stoke, and it was like f- fine. It's okay. Then we'll probably just be okay. We'll make it. We'll scrape through to the playoffs. And then we suddenly conceded two goals. And then I saw Swansea scoring late goals, and I thought, well, they're definitely going to score a fourth, and they did. And and then as we pushed forward to try and get a goal back, Stoke uh, broke and we, we scored an own goal. And and we we lost 4-1 at home to Stoke. Well, Swansea won 4-1 away at Reading. You, exactly you, are, what, you finished they, seventh, one point on goal difference yeah, behind Cardiff. Exactly what they needed to happen, Swansea. I really hope Swansea go on to win because all the other teams in the playoffs seem to be, uh, apart from Cardiff, who seem to be okay form-wise, the others seem to have a little dip in form. And just an amazing achievement from Swansea, but we completely fell apart. The nerves completely got to the players and it was just uh, just atrocious. Whereas, meanwhile, um, over in uh, in South East London, uh, well, obviously we were never going to beat 
um, Leeds. Leeds have had a fantastic season. They deserve their place in the Premier League. And yeah. because of the fact we've had, I think, uh, thanks to the uh, fit and proper persons test, we've had 17 official owners this season alone. Yeah. So that's been quite helpful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, the boys so really, did their best, but we were never going to win that game. So it all came down to Brentford um, just being able to um, beat Barnsley. Really. I mean, there was other complicated things I said at the beginning mm. of the show. And then Odor, uh, who left quite the smell about the place, uh, scored for Barnsley in the 90-plus first minute. Yes. So um, it wasn't until 90-plus one that Charlton oh, relegated. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh. I haven't stayed up that late for anything in so long now. <laughs> so disappointing. That's like staying up to watch an eclipse that doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just as the clouds oh, come God. over. <laughs> oh, um, dear. So there we go. So Matt Dyson and Nottingham Forest in the championship yet again next season, whereas mm. we'll be down in, in League One, which I think the Breakfast Show derby now means it's Cholton versus producer Will's Portsmouth, isn't it? I think, uh, is that now right, the Breakfast yeah. Show derby? Yeah, and we'll just give a bit more focus to Sheffield Wednesday next season, I guess, yes. Matt. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Sheffield Wednesday Forest. Wednesday. Yeah, bring it on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so they're, they're now the two Breakfast Show derbies, which just saying that out loud makes me feel very unhappy. Um, <laughs> what about you guys? Good mood, bad mood? Get in touch, Dave at AbsoluteRadio.co.uk. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute Radio. It's your Thursday morning. We're asking, do we find you in a good mood or a bad mood? Thank you for getting in touch. Continue to do so, please. Dave at AbsoluteRadio.co.uk. Maria says, I woke up in a good mood, Dave, as I've rebooked our much-missed holiday to Jersey for October. 93 days to go and counting. Um, oh, well, well-deserved, Maria. Enjoy it when it comes around. I'm sure you're going to be counting those down like almost like a prison sentence, just marking them on your kitchen wall, getting to four and then putting a slash through them. Um, Lorna obviously has told us if she's in a good mood or a bad mood, not during the broadcast of the show, but via our Facebook page, uh, which is always really nice because it conjures a great image of Lorna saying, I'm in a good mood, Dave. I'm enjoying a cup of tea in the garden. I've got the sun on my back. It's so hot. And I love the idea of that all happening before 6.30am on a Thursday. So <laughs> thank you very much indeed, Lorna. Lorna's out on the lawn again. There she is having a cup of tea and <laughs> a bikini. It's, it's 6am. Um, Keith says he's in a good mood because he had a dream about Liz from Atomic Kitten. Uh, there we go, Keith. Uh, okay. Thanks very much for sharing with the group. Um, keep them coming. As I say, it's Dave at AbsoluteRadio.co.uk. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute Radio. It's your Thursday morning. We're asking if you're in a good mood or a bad mood. Uh, Keith got in touch just now saying, good mood, Dave, because I had a dream about Liz from Atomic Kitten. And uh, during the last songs there, well, Matt, you've been uh, you've been regaling us with tales of how chummy <laughs> you are with, with Liz. No. From the it band like formerly a... known as Atomic Kitten. <laughs> It did feel like a dream, actually. It was uh, Liz McClarnon and I am one of the other members of Atomic Kitten, and I interviewed her on a boat at Drayton Manor Park and Zoo, the uh, Staffordshire theme park. <laughs> I can't really remember why. Why, why was she I there? Why were you? I just got sent there by a radio, radio station. Isn't it? It's so weird. <laughs> and it was like this love boat thing. It was like... Um, what? It was like a, it was almost like a re- just a really slow ride that went through. Uh, just it was for children, I think mainly, and it's like there was like unicorns on it. It did feel like a dream. Man, and this is insane. It this is going to be did, the best really podcast we've ever had. No, no, it, really it really did happen, and they, I think they were launching their new album or something. But they'd chosen to do it at Drayton Manor for some, for some weird reason. <laughs> so hang on, you meander down a unicorn-laced river with Liz McLaren yeah, and from yeah. Atomic Kitten. I, 
I'm yes. still not convinced that's a real so I feel like that's when <laughs> yeah. if, if ever you've had to like lie about your own name and someone says what's your surname and you're like McClendon yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah oh, I want to sound Scottish and a bit Irish at the same time I'm not McClarnon definitely fake I wish I'd asked her about that on that interview on that boat well what did you ask her about then well, I mean, oh mate I don't know so it's just because I know you so well and I've met you myself I can't just see the two I can't no, see it no actually I think it was for the launch of a new ride so you know they just they were the celebs invited along to launch the new ride so you go what do you think of the new ride then Liz it's pretty good isn't it <laughs> pretty good and then like and then what are you guys up to what's happening it was the really generic awful stuff but uh, I don't know why I got sent no I, don't, idea. I think you're doing yourself down Matt and what's been wonderful about doing the show from lockdown is it's really I don't know why how the two are linked but we've had a real trip down memory lane for you we've, we've heard you taking a camper van from a station you used to work at and breaking oh, it oh yeah yeah now we've got you on a love boat with Liv McClan and Nana from, from Atomic Kitten the it's weirdest really game lovely. of Cluedo ever <laughs> Matt Dyson with Liz McClan on the Drayton Manor love boat <laughs> with the unicorn horn <laughs> Uh, anyway, right, uh, we're going to keep it very Matt Dyson uh, because up next it is time for the social ammunition and after that, the news on how you could be winning £100,000. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute Radio. It's your Thursday morning. The warmest of welcomes to the Dave Berry Breakfast Show on Absolute Radio where, of course, real music matters and we have a whole load of it. Yes, this is the only breakfast show in the world that has the same talky bits, but we are flanked by possibly eight different playlists. You could have one talky bit and then listen to a song from the 90s. Another talky bit and listen to a song from the 60s. Why not download the free Absolute Radio app? Now, Matt Dyson, as promised, we're going to move along from you on a love boat with Liz McClellan and Anan from um, Atomic Kitten. Uh, it is time for the social ammunition. What's going on out there? Uh, first, the crazy sounding Black Mirror-esque culinary development from the world of fast food, right? KFC has started the development of a, a new innovative bioprinting technology to create chicken meat. They're basically 3D printing chicken nuggets. Right. <laughs> they're, calling wow. it, they're calling it the restaurant of the future. Apparently, this company called 3D Bioprinting Solutions, right? They get together with them. They give them a secret blend of herbs and spices, and they will put... I mean, how the hell it works, I've got no idea, but they sort of uh, put lots of um, stuff into the 3D printer, and they will print chicken nuggets the first ever laboratory produced chicken nuggets I'll tell you what I find very impressive about this is I've watched my nan try and work the internet to think that the colonel at his age can still do something <laughs> no. high tech is it's very impressive um, down, so, what, so, so they're edible then I mean this could what? this could solve all this isn't just about a takeaway on a Saturday night or some fast food this could you could 3D well, print food in countries that are in poverty. Well, exactly. It's incredible. It'd be amazing, wouldn't it? It's like, yeah, you'd be like, what's for tea tonight? Uh, oh, I'll just uh, check the printer. It's working, and then I'll, I'll print, it, I, print it out wherever you want. <laughs> I feel like this is just a cloning experiment that's gone wrong, and they've tried to spin it, and it's like they've tried to clone Dolly the sheep, and it hasn't yeah. come out as a living sheep. So they've gone, we made lamb chops. Isn't that exciting? <laughs> yeah. Oh. It's, 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 yeah. It's, it's a little anecdotes like that that keep me vegetarian, Glenn. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit uh, cloudy with a chance 
some meatballs, isn't it? But um, <laughs> apparently they use chicken cells and plant material to reproduce right. the taste and texture of chicken. So it's like a sort of vegan... All fast food restaurants are now producing vegan plant-based stuff. Mm. Uh, and, and this is more friendly for the environment uh, and everything. Is, and it seems it's a growing market because everyone's adopting uh, veganism, uh, even those who sometimes eat chicken, right, Dave? All right, um, mate. But, okay, <laughs> <look> on, <laughs> I was going to say, no, I am guilty of that. You're right, and I feel, I feel awful about that. But no, the but big I mean, thing the more for me is the do, bucket. The I want to eat from a bucket. So I don't uh, care yes. if I can print mm. KFC. I need to print the bucket as well. That's all part. Uh, I want to yes, be feeding did. from the trough like a savage. Well, I think, you know what I mean? I think the idea is, yeah, I think the idea is they print them like in the right. You can imagine, you know, you know, when you always go to McDonald's and say, oh, the milk, machi- milk machine's broken. You'd go yeah. to KFC and say, can I have some of your fancy printed nuggets? And they go, oh, sorry, we ran out of ink cartridges. <laughs> so I can't, <laughs> can't do them today, I'm afraid. So, but yeah, I don't know, it's, it's a very strange development. It sounds very sci-fi, doesn't it? Um, wow. And then the other the other story this morning is uh, Emma Jones, uh, who's off today. She texted me when she saw this happen live. It was Vivian Westwood who's been in the news this week. Um, she was sticking up for Julian Assange, who they're trying to extradite to the US, uh, and she was uh, she was in a, in a bird cage outside the old Bailey, and also she's been up to all sorts. But she spoke to Victoria Derbyshire, friend of the show, Victoria Derbyshire, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and she spoke to her about Julian Assange, and uh, the uh, the fashion designer, the eccentric punk fashion designer, uh, was a bit was a bit rude to our Victoria, to be fair. All the media, they are just such morons, such spin, brainwashed people. And you're one of them. Thank you very much for talking to us today. Thank you, <laughs> Dame Vivian Westwood. Wait for it, wait for it. Is a supporter of Julian Get me Sarge. out of the cage. Get me out of the cage. <laughs> last words. Get me out of the cage. It's a great oh, end to wow. an interview, isn't it? <laughs> so uh, there's a very funny tweet from uh, the comedy writer James Felton, who said that that was uh, it was him trying to remember the words to Mr. Brightside. What was it? Oh, get me, get me out of the cage, and I've been doing just fine. Not bad. Pretty close, isn't she? But yeah, strange. Strange going on. A very professional piece of broadcasting from Victoria Darby. Exactly. There as well. And well you're a moron as well. Thank you very much indeed, Dame. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I really you appreciate your kind words. Yeah. Get me out of the cage. Anyway, that is your social ammo action. It's viral, it's trending, it's gaining traction. And of course, it means returning for another morning. We're going to have a round, just for fun, of what's biggest. And, gentlemen, Today we are focused mm-hmm. on Instagram followers. Okay. Right. Which one of these is the biggest, as in who has the most followers? Noel Gallagher, Liam Gallagher, Damon Auburn. Oh, surely it's Liam. I think it's Liam. Judging by what he's like on Twitter. Twitter yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's got to be him because he's the most prolific social media. Yeah, audience. yeah. You do realise that if you drop the ball on this in Emma's absence, she is going to be livid. <laughs> oh, she's, she's going to be back fuming, on the yeah. Show. yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, but you've plumped straight away for Liam Gallagher. I can tell you the fewest belong to Damon Albarn, who's got 419,000. Yeah. All right. So it comes down between the Gallagher brothers. Noel has 740,000. Liam G has 1.3 million gentlemen. Yes. Well done. There we we go. are off and running. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute Radio. Good morning. It is your Thursday and you've chosen this, the Dave Berry Breakfast Show on Absolute Radio, and I'm very grateful that you have. Uh, now, 
Not too long ago, I was telling you guys how I had to delete everything on my SkyQ box. I had a mm. hard drive issue, so everything was blanked. And I was saying that you see that um, you, you've become a parent, you've become a little bit more responsible in life when the first thing my brain told me to do was make sure I series link things like Little Baby Bum and Bluey and Hey Dougie and Peppa Pig um, instead of series linking the shows that I actually want to watch. And that was a few days back now, so it has come back round to it being Daddy's turn. And so I, uh, I stuck a little link on for Quantum Leap, which is on a television channel called Forces TV. Oh, yeah, um, that's right. Yeah. That's what it's on, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's way down the uh, pecking order, but if you scroll long enough and hard enough, you will find it. <laughs> and, um, and it occurred to me that um, why did I, as a 12-year-old boy from South London, choose as a style inspiration a 60-year-old American actor <laughs> and the people who created the wardrobe for the snappily dressed owl, the hologram that only Sam can see and hear yeah. in Quantum Leap. And it made, I actually like blushed in my cheeks thinking about, I was 12 and I'd wear like really like jazzy waistcoats. I wore, uh, I wore silk shirts that had billowing sleeves. Oh, just a big oh, like, oh, like a big All I can picture is a flamenco dancer. <laughs> <laughs> or Dave Benson Phillips. I just, I, I looked, it wasn't, it wasn't the kind of stuff that other 12-year-olds in South London were wearing at that time. I mean, I, I did bounce from that, which made me go over more red in the face. I bounced from dressing like that to wearing um, clothes by a brand called Spliffy and... All these weird kind of uh, baggy jeans and stuff. Um, mm. Dready was uh, one of my favourites oh, on my yeah, record yeah. bag. But I just thought, like, there's those things you do as a kid, and now and again they come back to haunt you, and you cringe at them as an adult. Matt Dyson, come on now, surely. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> mine were mine were mainly leisure wear based. My tragedies, <laughs> as I, I talked a couple of months ago about that that troop tracksuit that I bought once. The, oh, one of the worst which was ninety pounds, wasn't it? 90 which was pounds. horrendous, really Massive horrible. Of money. Horrible, blew all my all my paper round money on it as well. But there was one point in school, <laughs> there was about five of us in my class, and two of us bought it independently by accident. And then some others, so it was like, it was me, Gavin Peel, Simon Collins, Simit Thacker, I think Simon Singh as well. We all had oh, this Oh, the lads. Exact we just call them the lads. Everyone knows who you mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well just them. call them the Beatles. You don't have to go like, yeah, John. Yeah, you know yeah. If you, you mention know the so Solid Crew, you don't have to go through yeah, all the members. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know the guys. So we all had the same Nike shell suit top. Um, with, with horrible garish colours on the arm we all bought the same one and then walked around like it was like, like we were part of a, a gang uh, <laughs> it was just, just horrendous it looked ridiculous horrible oh just a horrible sort of shiny uh, Nike black shell suit with like day glow colours on the arms Wow. Uh, and uh, and we thought we thought it was great for a while. I think even we cringed after a few weeks of that, though. To be fair, what even cringing as a kid? Okay, so yeah, not yeah. As an adult, after a while, just like whilst wearing it, after a while, we realised what have yeah. we done, Pete? Yeah, we realised we weren't the T-Birds or whatever we were trying to be. <laughs> I don't know what it was. <laughs> so um, there you go. Let's dedicate a little bit of show to this. Um, what did you do as a kid? And obviously, we all make these kind of mistakes in our youth. That's part of the point of being young. But what did you do as a kid? that now as an adult you look back and it actually makes you cringe get in touch Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast Absolute Radio
It's Thursday morning, and after I realised, uh, many years after the event, that my style inspiration as a 12-year-old boy growing up in South London was Al from Quantum Leap, I thought we should spend some time talking about the things you did as a kid that make you cringe as an adult. And joining us right now on Line One, we have Alan. Good morning, Alan. Good morning. Um, welcome to the show. Um, Thanks. Would you uh, tell everybody in, in just one word what you had as a kid that makes you cringe a little bit now as an adult? A pager. He had a pager. Oh, what? Oh, oh wow. Doctor? Are you, what, are you a doctor in your youth? Were you Doogie Howser, MD? Or what? <laughs> what uh, so, so when did you? How old were you when you got your first pager? I had just started uh, a job, uh, my first job. So I was sixteen. Oh, wow. what? Whew, yes, sixteen-year-old so, with a pager. Uh, my yes. Goodness. What? What year? What year was this, roughly, Alan? If you don't mind me asking. Yeah, it was 1998. So, so phones were around, mobiles were. Yeah. You can have a mobile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it was uh, it was trying to keep up and be cool. Like I said, I just started my first yeah. uh, Saturday job. I thought I got I got to look cool here, you know. And I thought, well, pager, pager's the next new technology thing. And, yeah, they were they were uh, yeah, cool yeah. for a while, weren't they? Yeah. Well, Did you could you page anyone? Cool. Could you page anyone else though? Because if none of your mates have got them, it's pretty useless, isn't it? No, it, it, exactly. Uh, I could receive pages, um, but I couldn't page anyone else. So it was, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so, for, what, so first of all, where was your Saturday job? Where, where was that first Saturday job that you were so proud of? It was uh, in, in a retail shop called Foster's. Oh, Foster's Menswear. Oh, yes. That brings back memories. Okay, so you're in Foster's, you're 16, you're pacing around moving bits back and forward on the hangers to look busy in front of the floor manager. And uh, <laughs> where, where's your pager? Is it, is, is it tucked away or are you wearing it on your oh, belt? It's on your belt, please. That, it's 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 is, it was yes! on my belt. That's the one. Oh, cringing for you. So you'd be going about your business, you'd be doing the hangers or whatever, and uh, th then it would it would beep, and because you'd received a page, uh, what, what would you do? Would you just like kind of like move it on your belt slightly into eye lines so you could have a little quick look at what's going on? Uh, would you lean on something if there was some an attractive <laughs> female customer in the shop? What what was going on? Yeah, so you, so you stand in the front, and then you would kind of <laughs> pull it off the belt, you know, oh. hold it in your hands, and and stare at it, going, oh yeah, oh okay. Brilliant, you know. <laughs> but, and then, and then, if it was an important message, you then had to go to the phone anyway. So then call. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's, it's like pre-drinking for phones. Yeah. Yes, it, it, it's like an Apple Watch, basically, isn't it? <laughs> oh, Alan, I love it. I, I absolutely love this. How long? How long are you in possession of, of the pager for? How long did it last? Probably about six months. Six months. <laughs> Do you still own it? Is it in a is it in a box in the loft somewhere or oh, is it long gone? No, it's long gone, long gone. It was uh, Motorola when Motorola was Ooh, the height of fashion. Oh, so, uh, hello, hello. Wow, um, nice. Alan, it has been a joy having you on the show. Thank you for sharing the story of the thing you did as a kid that makes you cringe as an adult. I think we were we all went along on that journey with you there. So yeah, thank yeah. you and cheers for tuning in and we'll speak to you real soon. All right, thanks. Nice one, Alan. Bye now. Uh, so there we go. Yes, I'm asking. What did you do as a kid that makes you cringe as an adult? The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute Radio. It's your Thursday morning. You're listening to the Dave Berry Breakfast Show on Absolute Radio, where real music matters. As does you telling me the things that you did, maybe you wore, you said as a kid 
that now make you cringe. And joining us on line one, we have Michelle. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning. Uh, great having you on the show. Um, the thing you did in your youth that makes you cringe now um, is hairstyle based. Tell everybody yeah. in 1992 what you opted for. So I decided to go for um, a perm. So, a perm. Um, oh, a yes. Perm. Oh, yep. yes. Yes. Nice. So everybody was having them. Footballers, everybody was having a perm. So I, re- I, I remember do. this. I remember this period in my school life around 1992, where most of the girls in my school had a kind of a perm that was it was loose curled and it made their hair yep. crunchy. I don't ask what I was doing touching girls' hair at school. It's none of your business. But it, it was, was kind the, of it was crunchy. The bubble to touch. perm. The bubble perm. I think that was. was a it? bubble perm. Yep, that's fine. Yep. Yeah. So Is there was like have? eight what? cans of hairspray per day <laughs> yeah. used on those little bad boys, yeah. I remember Lisa <laughs> told me. Um, so, so, so there wasn't a kind of, there wasn't a, a youth skewed kind of trendy hairdressers where you lived. The only person no. you knew you could approach to do your perm was who? Well, the only person I really knew was my mum's hairdresser because she used to come over to our house, as you do. And um, so, yeah, I had my mum's hairdresser. I, I saved up all my birthday money um, <laughs> to have this to have this perm. Um, I hadn't done any research, but I thought, yeah, go for it. I'm expecting lovely, you know, lovely curls. And it didn't happen. <laughs> right, so what did you end up with then? <laughs> so I ended up with... Basically, helmet hair. They were so tight, um, it made a poodle look kind of lame. It right. was that <laughs> tight. Yes. You had a helmet of curls. I had a helmet of curls, yeah, yeah. So, but it's not what you want. So how, how do you react? I mean, it's difficult enough being a teenager without the kind of angst and worry of having a really rubbish hairdo by your mum's barber. <laughs> um... I, I, I kind of just went in and just went with it. Said, oh, yeah, this is what I've got, you know, and I'm just going to have to deal with it. <laughs> Eventually, they came, you know, they came out, but I've still got a lovely photo, um, end-of-year school photo. Oh. Um, yeah, lovely, you know, curls everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so you, it's in your end-of-year photo, and it makes you cringe as an adult. Yep, yep. The only person who has a photo is my mum, and she's under <laughs> threat of death. <laughs> Never release it. <laughs> um, Michelle, well, well done on owning it. I'm glad you turned up and you made it your own. That's the main thing. And thank you for yep. sharing your story on the show. We'll speak to you real soon. You're welcome. Cheers. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute radio. This also means we get to have another round of what's biggest, as it is the biggest amount of money we've ever given away. And right now, gentlemen, it is what's bigger. As the crow flies, which one of these journeys is the biggest? Longest. And of course, Emma Jones is away, uh, so you're playing on her behalf as well. She will be livid if you mess this up. You managed to get the first round correct. So here we go. Which one of these journeys is longest? Manchester to London. Hull to London. Plymouth to London. Oh. Uh, Plymouth, I reckon. I think it's Plymouth. Yeah, yeah. You think yeah, I have done that overdrive, overnight drive before, and it took 11 days. It was it is so, <laughs> so, so far from, from London. It's good. Yeah. It, I think it has to be that. I think it's a good six hours or so. 
Yeah, it is a long, a long old schlep from London. Yeah, I reckon it's Plymouth. Okay, I hope you're playing along wherever you are. It's time to reveal the answer. Hull to London, 155 miles. Manchester to London, 163 miles. Plymouth to London, 100. And 91 miles. Well done. Yes. (laughs) On round two, no messing. Got the answer straight away. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute Radio. It's your Thursday morning. The warmest of welcomes to the Dave Berry Breakfast Show on Absolute Radio. The only breakfast show on planet Earth that gives you access to eight different playlists. Why not ask your smart speaker to have a little bit of Absolute Radio 70s? Because you deserve it. Now, on Tuesday's show... We ended up having, well, it was just a fact attack. We couldn't stop dishing out facts. Um, It was threaded effortlessly throughout that whole morning's broadcast. Um, And it kind of started with real facts that sound made up. And, well, we've had this email, uh, and it's referring to, uh, uh, I kept giving out these facts that you were so kindly sending in. And, and Glenn, let's be fair, you were rubbishing a lot of the stuff that was coming in. (laughs) Yeah, in a really awkward room, I'm not going to lie. I'm sorry, I just, but I, you know, I believe what I want to believe. And there was some of that that was just, it was just ridiculous. I'm sorry, but I think, I think people were trying to mess with us. Well, Scott's got in touch. He's emailed me, dave at absoluteradio.co.uk, about the fact that I dished out, which was, camels are native to Australia and are actually exported to the Middle East slash North Africa, which came in from a listener by the name of Alan. And Scott says, hi, Dave. And it just starts with these four words. I am with Glenn. Alan's camel (laughs) fact from yesterday is nonsense. Camels are not native to Australia, but were bought there from India to allow explorers to go far into the outback. They are now a problem, and the biggest herd is about 750,000 camels, with a total population of over 3 million. Scott then concludes, and I like this about Scott, he's not just come on to rubbish and other listeners' fact, he's given us a fact, which is, a strange but true fact about Australia is that the government declared war on emus in the early 1930s. (laughs) And what is even more interesting about this weird fact is that the government lost and admitted defeat. He's blown it there. See, he's gone and tried to correct your fact, and then he's come in with a lie. No, I've Googled this, actually, in preparation. I anticipated your response to this, Glenn. Um, And it's true. Australia, in the 30s, declared a war on emus because there were millions of them, and they realised that they were not going to succeed. They were finally losing battle. Wow. Yeah, Rod Hull was their colonel. He was up front. (laughs) Uh, so they didn't stand a chance. He's one of the, Rod Hull is one of the great war strategists. Yes, he is. <laughs> As we know. Yeah, you're right, yeah. Let, As we know. Uh, so thank you very much indeed for that, Scott. And, well, to the rest of you, you can get in touch anytime you like about anything you want. It is Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. It's your Thursday morning, which signifies apologies, corrections and clarifications. If you feel one of those things needs to be brought to the attention of the UK, this is the breakfast show to do it on. Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. And doing just that on line one, we have Adam. Good morning, Adam. Good morning, Dave. How are you? Very good. Thanks for asking, my friend. And how do we find you today? Everything okay? Not bad. Thanks very much. Yep, good. I'm actually going fishing, so I hope to come back with a carload of trout later on. Oh, okay, lovely. <laughs> That's a good name for the podcast. Thanks for that, Adam. Um, I, so, like, I, like catch, I like catching them, but I don't like eating them, so I'll send one up to you at Absolute Radio, no problem. Well, thanks very much indeed. Nothing no strange about mailing a fish, thank you. No, not at all. I can't wait to get back into the studio and have that little bad boy waiting for me with flies around <laughs> when we get into reception. It'll, it'll be on your desk. 
Th- thanks, <laughs> Adam. Okay. This is getting quite sounds threatening like, and menacing now. Like <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Just put them back I, in the water. Put them back in the water, Adam. That's what it's they fine. Just what? Them oh, come on. <laughs> you don't like them. <laughs> Adam, you wish to make an apology, yes. I believe. And it's it, this is a faux so pas that occurred on social media. <laughs> It, it, it was a shocking incident, actually, and what happened was it, it is a salutary lesson in how to study something very carefully before you comment on Twitter or Instagram, anything like that. But a friend of mine who's a, a Twitter friend um, is a lady called Christina, who's actually a producer at a different radio station, as it happens. And um, last week, like a lot of people, she posted a picture of herself sitting in a salon chair with hair cascading down her back looking long and luscious and um, saying something like you know oh I'm so glad to be back in the salon after all these months of lockdown can't wait you know all that kind of stuff and uh, I then commented on her tweet and said will you please post a post haircut picture and I think you know what's coming here. She then replied back and said, that was the post-haircut picture. It was actually quite grim. Fortunately, she accompanied... She, yeah, it, was a, it was a, a complete shocker. Fortunately, she accompanied that comment with a lot of smiling emojis. And I then replied rather lamely, there's a gif, there's a gif. I'm sure you've seen it where some guy sits, gets up from a boardroom table, crosses the room, opens the window and jumps out. I, I put that hey. gif. Oh. It was actually highly appropriate. So I put that gif up, and then she then came back and laughed. And I oh, think God. I've been forgiven. Um, I believe I. But, but funnily enough, I had my first. My I had. You know, well, here we are. I had my own first radio show. Went out yesterday on our local radio station. Um, well, congratulations! My first. Thank you very much. My first day as a presenter here in uh, in West Oxfordshire. And uh, I don't know whether I'm allowed to say the name of the radio station, am I? Go ahead, man. Knock yourself it's, out. It's Whitney Radio, Whitney.radio. So my first show went out yesterday, and I recounted that story. I'm rather hoping that Christina will have heard it, and then she will forgive me a bit more, because it was a horror. I mean, you know, <laughs> what could he say? No wonder you opened your first radio show with this anecdote, Adam. It's, it's got it all. It's got fish, it's got gifts. <laughs> it's got someone called Christina with fabulous cascading hair. I know, it's, it's great, isn't it? I mean, you've got to take advantage of these things. You know, you've got to make the most of a bad job. So I think I got away with it. She's still my friend. She's a lovely lady. And yesterday, she posted another picture of her at home saying, we're doing a Mexican barbecue. And I then said, oh, by the way, your hair looks absolutely stunning. And she oh, said, well, thank you very totally much. I thought you'd never yeah. It's all over. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, no, Adam, it's good. been great having you on the show. Uh, good luck with your own show, and we'll speak to you real soon. Thank you very much. I shall dispatch my fish to Golden Square as soon as possible. <laughs> Please don't do that, Adam. <laughs> Please, Please, A, stop naming my podcast, and B, don't send us any fish. It's your Thursday morning. It's Apologies, Corrections and Clarifications Day. Uh, we've just had, I think someone's going to go down in the annals of history as a radio legend on the show in the shape of Adam. Um, <laughs> yes. When can we get him on next? That's what I don't know. Um, Matt Dyson, uh, is there an apology, correction or clarification you wish to make? Uh, yeah, I just want to clarify something that I mentioned earlier in the week. How my uh, six-year-old daughter's friend has got a mobile phone. She came round for a play date the other day with said phone. 
and uh, it turns out she's got the same phone as me. The oh, iPhone no. 7. Oh, ne- no. Never have I felt the need to upgrade more than <laughs> when I realised my phone is so old. A six-year-old has the same phone as me. It's just so depressing. And she knows how to use it more than you do. She knows yeah, how to send does. laser effects with her oh, text yeah. messages oh, yeah, and stuff. Oh, yeah, she does, yeah. She's got the TikTok account on there and everything. Horrendous. <laughs> oh, I feel sorry for you, Matt. I really do. Um, so your apologies, corrections and clarifications are coming in thick and fast. Donna says, to my ex from 1995, I apologise that I peed on you when you were sleeping and blamed it on the condensation from the walls. <laughs> Sorry. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Sorry that I told you to roll over and go back to sleep. And that is from Donna. Well, thank you very much indeed wow. for that, Donna. Um, keep them coming. It is Dave at AbsoluteRadio.co.uk. Glenn, you seem to have a follow-up question. There. No, it, just, it, it was a combination of two much information and too little I do, yeah. I, <laughs> do you know what it reminds it reminds me of a horrible moment where when I was moving out of my old place with my flatmates my, my flatmate had this like lovely leather chair like an office chair and he asked me if I wanted it and I was like yeah of course and so I took it and I was like why were you so willing to just give it away and he was like oh there was a, there was a girl I was seeing a while back and uh, one night she was sleepwalking and when I woke up she was she was weeing on my chair and I don't want it anymore. <laughs> and it was like, no. what? tell me that first before I own the chair. <laughs> um, so, too much information and too little in the same anecdote. Well done to you, Donna. Glenn, do you still have that chair? You're sitting of in it course, right now. Yeah, yeah, I'm a cheap guy. I'm not going to buy a new one. <laughs> uh, keep them coming. Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. It's your Thursday morning where I am harvesting your apologies, corrections and clarifications. And at this point, as we all work remotely from home, I want to cross live something we haven't done in the four months since lockdown to producer Will's abode. Good morning, producer Will. Morning. So you're the one who's basically gluing all of this together. You're the man who, as I envisage it, you've got about 50 screens in front of you, like a banker on Wall Street, and you're just kind of making all the levels work and all the mics up, and, and that, that's your role and has been since we went into lockdown. Is that right? Uh, yeah, basically. That's, uh, that's put much more poetically than I could. So, um, so Will, um, let's, let's get to know the guy a little more, shall we? Uh, so, Will, when the government allowed us to bubble with mm. other houses, um, you, you live with your housemate. You two guys live together. Yes. Um, who did you decide to bubble with? I imagine it would be maybe some family members or some friends you've known for many, many years, just so you could start to interact with them again during this unsettling time. So who did you decide to bubble with? Um, a group of girls who live down the road. A group of girls who just live down the road. <laughs> So they're all in their house, you two are in your house, and you decided to bubble one another. Uh, Just, you know, (laughs) just change the scenery, isn't it? Was- uh, you, well, yes, I suppose, it's, you know, you're, you're a young single lad, you know, we should point that out. And, yeah, you know, yeah. um, but I need you to um, offer an apology to our boss, if that's OK, Will. Yes. Um, it's the right thing to do. I'm a big fan of yours, so I want to see you employed for longer on the show. But he's, he's a little upset with you right now because you had to leave the very important teams meeting uh, yesterday. And why did you have to leave it early, Will? Um, I had to leave early to uh, let the cleaner into our flat because... Um, one of said bubble was um, coming round later that day. Oh, Will, you're such a rogue! Uh, oh. You can't be leaving work teams meetings early just to continue your <laughs> reputation as an international ladies' man, William. This is, this is awful behaviour. Um, 
Yeah, it's a bit of a low point, isn't it? <laughs> um, so um, you, you are apologising to the boss for leaving early. And, and also to all of you, because you were in the meeting too. Um, bad form, so I'm I was on that meeting. This wasn't the special meeting we had yesterday with Sky, the big the Sky <laughs> meeting. No, not that one. No, not that, that the one before that. What, the big show? What we're going to be doing coming up <laughs> oh, meeting? Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> Matt, have you ever heard such things? I can't believe he's got a cleaner. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, That's it was, true. You're doing very well for yourself, Will. <laughs> I believe with houses of girls, cleaners coming round. <laughs> yeah. I'm, je- I'm jealous. I'm not even mad. I'm just jealous. <laughs> it was just a one-off. It's not a regular thing. <laughs> what, the cleaner or oh, sure, sure, should we please to hear that? <laughs> I, 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 I meant the cleaner. I meant the cleaner. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. Now you're, one, you're, so, you're despicable, Will. Oh, this dear. a terrible way to the talk bubble. about some people who have been kindly enough to bubble with you. Yeah, I think the bubble's just burst. <laughs> I, think, I think so, yeah. <laughs> now, in Emma's absence, the boys have been doing her proud. It is two out of two on What's Biggest, and it is now time for the third and final round of the morning. So, chaps, going by the number of Twitter followers, which of the team are biggest? Matt Dyson, Emma Jones, Glenn Moore. There, of course, can be no conferring. Oh, oh. I, th- oh, I think it's probably one. Glenn. Glenn's more th- active on Twitter than... I think, uh, uh, yeah, I didn't, not, this, isn't, this isn't me in any way. I don't need to wear my trouble. I think it is me. I think, it, I think it is you, yeah. God, Glenn, you're just insatiable sometimes. Not by a great deal, not <laughs> well, by a great deal. Glenn, but I, think, I mean, yeah. if, you, if you don't follow Glenn on, on Twitter, you're missing out because he, he gets he churns out so much, uh, so many jokes on there. It's unbelievable. Oh, thank you. So it's, it's, it's at it's, News at Glenn, isn't it? If people the News at Glenn, that's it, yeah. The News at Glenn, that's it. Okay, so Emma Jones has the fewest, but a very respectable 9,255. And very also someone well worth following on Twitter, because nice. there's a lot of funny and interesting stuff on Emma's Twitter feed. Matt Dyson, yours is mainly pictures of glamping and things you've blagged. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so, that's why uh, I don't get many followers. I don't really use it much, apart from, yeah, to get free things. So, yeah, that's probably why people... Well, you're do. doing yourself down. I was don't making a follow. joke. You're at real Dyson. Don't tell people not to follow you. 22,100 people do, Matt, so that's very well. nice. Glenn Moore, you have 29,000 followers. The news yes. at Glenn is the biggest. So that is three out of three on What's Bigger this morning. So congratulations to you all. I hope you're playing along where you are. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute radio. Good morning. It's your Thursday. You're listening to the Dave Berry Breakfast Show where it's a very exciting day because today is haircut day. Yes. After what has been an eternity, I think I am looking at roughly, we've got 123 days of lockdown. I think we're roughly at maybe 175 days since I last had a haircut. And I think that's the longest I've ever gone, apart from when I was born up until my mum first cut it for me into that rather attractive basin that I sported throughout (laughs) toddler years. Um, Thanks, mum. Um, So I'm really excited about getting my hair cut. I mentioned this to the team. That's what I'm going to be doing after the show today. And then, well, it seems that we have spent so much time together in our separate homesteads that we've synced up. Um, <laughs> chaps, you're getting your haircuts as well today. Yeah, one pm. Yeah, 1:30 pm. I'm really? on 1:30, Glenn. Wow. I'll push mine back. We'll get them done at the same time <laughs> by the same person. It will yeah. be horrific. <laughs> um, 
So, Matt Dyson, you're going to be doing it as well. Well, yes, I'm planning to, but it depends if there's a big queue in the barbers and when I've got time with all the childcare I've got to do. So, I, I am hoping to. I think we've reached a point where the mullet's gone on long enough. I think you'll agree, Dave, having seen yours live last week in the flesh. I mean, I just think they're just getting out of hand. Oh, and they yeah. need to go. Well, actually, because my hair was the longest out of all of you, so what I'm going to get is Dave's hairstyle now. <laughs> ah, yes. Okay, I see. I mean, everyone wants this new hairstyle I've got. Who doesn't want a, a side parting at the front, mullet at the back? Oh, hello. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just going to get mine all cropped off. I'm going to go super short. I can't wait. Oh, Luxuriate yeah. in the What, in the number haircut. two all over? Go number well, no, two not all like, over, You know please. me, I have, it's Tatiana. I have a light dusting. You know, we don't use <laughs> oh, razors and stuff. <laughs> Oh, she doesn't use clippers, does she? Yeah, of course. No, she just scissors it. She scissors it short. I mean, if you want to call it a number two in your Luddite terminology, that's fine. But, you know. I call it Parisian snowstorm, but it's whatever. <laughs> um, so, um, happy haircut day uh, to one and all, if you're getting yours done. If you've already had yours done, um, I bet it feels really good. And if you're going to stick with your new do, then I do respect that as well, because that was... That was in contention. I'd, I'd not, I'm not too displeased with my hair at the moment. As in, I'm thinking, could I keep going with it? Will it get good eventually? Should I be seeing this through? Because I don't think I'll ever have another opportunity to do this. Yeah, Because I'll get itchy true, yeah. and I'll need to see the barber. It's only because I haven't been able to see her. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing, but mine is, seems to be growing at the sides. Like, the sides are really long, <laughs> and the top's not out. Like Sideshow Bob from The Simpsons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> not, I don't think it's a great look. Okay, so it's haircut day for Glenn and I. Matt Dyson, please do keep us informed as to what you get up to with that, won't you? Yes, I will try. Yeah, certainly. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute Radio. That's it. That's your lot. That's all you're getting. We hope it has satisfied your radio needs early in the morning. That was our aim, and we couldn't do it without you, of course. I continue to ask you to get in touch whenever you like about anything you want. We cannot make this broadcast without you. It is dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. We had some fantastic listeners on the show today. From the weird to the wonderful, I think that's fair to say. (laughs) Um, Download the podcast to enjoy them all. But what should it be called? Well... We've got meandering down a unicorn-lined river with Liz McLarnan. That's how it's pronounced. Uh, we've, got, <laughs> we've got Matt Dyson with the unicorn horn on the Drayton Manor love boat. Oh, come on. <laughs> we've got 3D-printed chicken nuggets. Or we've got, we soon realised, we weren't the T-Birds. Um, so basically, it's been a very Matt Dyson-heavy show today, <laughs> right. and I'm grateful for that. Um what are we going for? I thought, I thought uh, a car full of trout was quite a good one for him. Uh, I thought that <laughs> yeah. guy, the fisherman, came out Adam. with loads, didn't he? Adam, um, the fisherman, came out with loads. Well, luckily, she sent me a 400 smiley face emoji. Yeah, wasn't it like there will be a trout on your desk in Golden Square waiting for you when you arrive? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> the new horse's head in the, the bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was quite the character, and we were grateful for having him on the show. Um, I think we've got to do meandering down a unicorn line with with Liz McLaren, I think it's uh, yeah, surreal okay. enough to get Fine, people yeah. to get people downloading and subscribing. Uh, so we'll leave you with that, and also the usual message, which is know this: we'll be back tomorrow morning, six a.m. Stay safe, stay entertained. Arriva Dutch. He came, he saw, he tried to conquer, but alas, we've told him to come back tomorrow and try again. The Dave Berry Breakfast Show Podcast. Absolute Radio.